Here we go. What are you doing? <laughs> Mike, we're trying Did to do our first off? show here. Oh, what are you okay. doing? Landing uh, from up to down. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Uh, All right. Here good? we go. I better unplug here. All right. Awesome! Uh, fly whenever you can. Welcome, everybody. The first Unero Numa One of RC After Hours podcast. I can't tell you right. how nervous. I am. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Well, I guess let's get started, yeah. right? Uh, joining us in studio, as you guys have already seen, we found him in an unknown location in a monkey suit. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Coolen. Hello, everyone. Oh boy, it's great to be here. And of course, on joining us online, everybody's favorite Canadian, and I think he's out of deep dark depression and back to halfway normal. Andre Russo. Welcome. Good morning. And our other special guest, and I'm glad he's joining us today to help this thing yeah. along. Across the pond, everybody's favorite Swede and contaminated, discombobulated tricopter pilot. David Vindenstoll. <laughs> Buongiorno. <laughs> How's it going? Well, it's going pretty good. It's uh, building a more in my house, so I'm uh, a little bit dirty, so I, uh, I'm not on camera today. Yeah, we tried and tried uh, to get David on camera, and he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm, no, I'm not doing <laughs> nope. it. So we get to look nope, at no Andre's makeup. mug. It sounds room. like he's building <laughs> he's new FPD walls. Both of us. <laughs> Yeah, so last time we talked to you, you were building a wall, and you oh, this is it. This is the last wall. We're all done. And then you come on and go, yeah, we're building another wall. He's trying to build obstacles. Yeah. But then there's a baby try. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably got a little punch-through holes in the wall. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, no, it's good. So hopefully, yeah, this hopefully it's going to be the last wall. <laughs> I just I don't like building. I, I like stuff being finished, but I don't like getting there. Mike, somebody says the pink Bigfoot is in the studio. <laughs> the what? D David, I don't know if you know. We really haven't talked. Before. David's probably going, what is going on? I think your uh, listeners are too. Um, what happened was Tell we did- Tell me the story. Okay. Before before we move too far, I want to go over the walls. I just had an envision like with holes in the wall, like for instead of doggy doors, inductric doors. Cat doors. I wanted to share that. <laughs> or ba or baby tries as well, obviously. Well, it started off in we did the uh, flight test community. Cat, uh, cast community yeah, uh, flight test community cast we gave podcast. them an exclusive like they'll, and they'll never it, it was epic like 
We just went off. It was you're probably not going to get one of these podcasts like this for a while. And even though this is our first podcast, it's really going to be hard to live up to that podcast because it was just off the wall. Yeah, you did like three podcasts in the past seven days. (laughs) We've been busy. (laughs) What we did, David, was finally after months and months of me bugging Mike, uh, I wanted him to tell the Bigfoot story a long time ago about how they, you know, everybody went down to Salt Fork and he got in the costume and they filmed a little bit. He's like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just, no, I can't. I don't know what happened, but on that podcast, he finally let it out of the bag. So Mike is now like, it was my big debut with over 427,000 views. (laughs) Of analyzing Bigfoot. Because <laughs> I remember Chad, he just threw it out there with no Bigfoot in the title or anything. And then right. he blurred it out a little bit so you don't get the detail. And it's me, of course, in a gorilla suit yes. behind a tree. And and uh, <laughs> so so it was, it was out for like two years because I think we did that in 2011. And then in 2013, it came out, and I don't know who told me, but they're like, did you see they put this on Thinker Thunker? And he's, like, analyzing your footage, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no. And there was no. all these really? views. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it, it was, and then and Chad's trying to get me to act the part. And jo- Well, first of all, Josh was supposed to be in the gorilla suit. And then mm-hmm. he, Chad's like, well, we need a good pilot for this tricopter. And I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> I know where this is going. I'm going to be the one in the girls. And it was like a hot July day or something because I was sweating. And he's like, well, to play this part, you're going to have to dirty up. So I'm running, rolling around in mud and like briars because I have to look like I lived, you know, in the wilderness my whole life here. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then we did some frames where it was too obvious. And, but I just remember going up and down that hill. And then the whole time I'm like, Am I going to get shot? You know, I knew there was no hunting season in, but I'm like, I don't know about the road hunters. You know, every time I heard a car come by, I'm like, uh-oh, that could be a road hunter. I'm like trying to hide because they're going to be shooting me, you know, <laughs> trying to get proof. <laughs> oh, so it ended up being, I don't know what we were doing out there at the time, but it's pretty cool. It was a pretty good time. Yeah. And I, I'll never forget Josh coming up to me while I had the gorilla suit on. Let me explain. Because he would like tweak my nipples. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's trying to, tr- he's trying, <laughs> I'm like, quit it. <laughs> and he's trying to teach me how to walk squatchy and stuff. Because <laughs> he, had, he had it all mapped out, like how to move and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So there you have so it. That's, yeah, that's the gist for our <laughs> listeners. Um, a little uh, summary of it, but we shared that on the community cast and a little bit on the flight test uh, um, podcast that you did on Wednesday. I right, think it was. right, so, yeah. It's been going like, around full birthdays? circle. What's that? Like, do you do birthdays? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, if I ever see that suit again, I, I it's gonna be like repel. I don't. I will be running the other way probably. But you know, Mike, when Andre comes down and we got the fans, we might have to go relive this. Thing is way too hot. <laughs> it's all that fur and stuff. I'm like dying. I hate the heat. I hate the heat. We've got to revisit this. We have to. No. We we'll get Chad. We'll get the phantoms. We'll go back down to Salt Fork. Uh, I just love reading all the comments on Thinker Thunker. I mean, he's like, I don't know. Anything on two feet in the woods, you know, kind of freaks me out. (laughs) (laughs) My big debut. It's the only way the camera, you know, can film me is if I'm in a gorilla suit. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Wow. Did, did you even know about that, Dave? I didn't even know if you knew about that. Uh, yes, I did. I Chad told so. me about yeah, it and showed so. me the footage. I thought so. I hope he doesn't get in trouble. I, I was telling them, I hope I didn't get him in trouble because I don't know. I left it out because of this guy here. <laughs> I kept But I think, I think it's been long enough. It's, yeah. It's from 2013. So. Right. Yeah. It's not fun unless you share stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome, everybody. Again, first episode. Here we are. I don't know what we're doing, what we're going to. I mean, I know pe- people probably have all these big expectations. This is going to be this big, elaborate great show but i don't know man. We <laughs> i don't see any notes no this. i'm really scared <laughs> it's just been a hectic hectic week of getting everything going and we had some family here which i'm just happy we're up and running and then of course three minutes before we start the show everything's good cameras rolling internet goes we just lost everything and i started freaking out and i thought it was because i fired up the inductor yeah. <laughs> when i plugged it in everything's like where'd the internet go <laughs> So here we are, and we thought, uh, I know we've been talking about it for weeks, so we're going to you know, explain what we're doing, why we went on our own, what we want to do down the road in the future, and, and see what happens. We, we don't even know how long this is going to go. We hope to do it for a while, but who knows? I want to give a quick shout out to Mike Finley, too. I got to spend some time with him. And we'll, yeah. Are we going to yeah. that? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll save it. Yeah, then. that's but, fun. Uh, had a good time. Yeah, uh, well, heck, you mentioned we might as well talk about. It. So Mike Finley, we we just did the FT community, community cast, cast Sunday, and night. then he left Monday morning, flew in, and Cleveland. I didn't know about all of that. Oh, you guys yeah. were discussing all this before I showed up for the community yeah. cast, and he's trying to organize to get with Chris and some other people. But yeah. lo and behold, I didn't hear any of this, mm-hmm. and I, I'm watching the podcast Tuesday night, and I'm like. He's in Ohio. <laughs> I got to do every bit of effort I can. Yeah. All my plans just, you know, I'm like, I widen open everything. I'm like, okay, anytime you have available, we're getting together. Right. I, I found out our personalities are a lot the same, believe it or not. And yeah. We, we hung out and we had a blast. I wish it couldn't end. I know. I mean, it was awesome. I know. And then, because uh, we, we got together Tuesday and Wednesday night and we went to, uh, well, just we just hung out. Right. It was awesome sharing stories and things. And then so. Wednesday he came back down. We did the flight test did, podcast, yeah. and that was fun. And I wish we could have hung out a little I bit. Tried long. I tried getting you in trouble, but I you know. didn't want to hang no. out. Or no. you couldn't hang out. You had other commitments. No. Okay. Um, so, I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> I really don't. I guess first thing I'll throw out, I should have done it yesterday. And again, I got behind. I apologize for all this. I'm, I'm running ragged here. But we do have a new email um, up. And for everybody out there, it's going to be the RC After Hours Podcast at gmail.com. So that is our new email. We'll probably put links to it. We can do that, right, Andre, To on the oh, yes. uh, website and everything. Um, yeah. So RC after hours podcast at gmail.com that's the one important thing we wanted to get out there so hit us up send us crash stories questions whatever you want that's our new email um first and foremost before we get into too much i got to thank a lot of people i got to thank andre he's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes and working on on the website and helping me with technical stuff um, David, I got to thank you. Uh, you were w- one of the first persons that really pushed us um, to do our own thing. 
um, I was been I, I might have talked about before I've always I've been on the fence a lot like what to do with this thing even you know thought about quitting for a long time and David was always kind of pushing us like ah oh, man you gotta just try it. get on your own you never know what's gonna happen and also I'll announce it now you know we're gonna be looking for people to help us out and sponsors and everything so our first sponsor right now is RC Explorer so I got to thank David for that he's helping us out keeping us going so everybody, go check out rcexplore.se for all your tricopter needs. We're going to see down the road what we can do. Maybe we can get a, a discount coupon code or something for your website. But everything's just starting and, and rolling together. So. And you too may be able to make a Bigfoot video. Yeah, <laughs> right. So buy your tricopter and go make a Bigfoot video. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll hook people up. We'll fix something. Yeah, we'll get something rolling here. Um the other person I want to just give a quick shout out was uh, Robert Goff. He's been on the phone numerous times at all hours of the night, helping me with uh, the audio stuff and trying to get things through the board and trying to get things to work through the laptop, through the board, through this, through that. So he's been helping me a lot. I just want to say, you know, th- big thank you to him. He's he's been a big help to us. Okay, um, I guess what we we want to do is we want to continue to grow the show, make it better. My, my thing is, is I get bored with things pretty easy, just like my airplanes. Like I'll fly them for a year and then they sit on the wall for a year. I'm like, eh, I don't, you know, and I like competition. I wish there was more RC podcasts out there. I think competition is great. It keeps you on your toes, help, you know, keeps the game going and, and makes you step things up. There's right. Always room for improvement. Always, yeah. always. So, being down at flight test, it was it was getting a little stagnant. Nothing against those guys or what we were doing, but at one point, I, I'm really happy to see they came back around full circle and they are doing their own podcast now and doing their own thing. Because honestly, at one point, I really thought the podcast was going to go away. And if Mike knows, there were some mornings we walked in there, like one time we'd have a little podcast space and then somebody new would come in and they'd tear that apart and that was somebody else's office and then they'd move the equipment around. Sometimes I go in, in I couldn't find, yeah, I couldn't find the board. The board was stuffed under a bench and I couldn't find the mics. And then we'd have to try to get it back together. And I was just like, oh, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know if we should continue to do this. It got a little rough for me for a little while. And at that point we were, I was really considering just like, that's it. I've had enough. I'm not sure. You know, again, when we're doing it, like right now, I love it. It's so much fun. There's a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah. Like getting people together and everything. So it was, it was a tough decision. And now that we have our own little kind of studio and we're doing all the thing, I think it's going to be a little bit easier and we can do more things. Um, so I want to continue to grow the show and make it better. Uh, I listen, I, everybody knows, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so you never know what you're going to get with us. Could be crazy, funny, off the wall, nutty. Uh, sometimes we get serious, you know, we get into discussions with the FAA or what they've done in the States or up in Canada now, or even over in Sweden, you know, I like to play devil devil's advocate on a lot of topics and get into some deep discussions. So and we'll probably still share crash stories. Oh, That's one absolutely. Of my that, things. yeah. I and mean, you know, it's probably going to be an up and down roller coaster with yes. us. Yeah. There's plenty of content. The other big thing I'd like to go back to a little bit as far as the roots of even why I got watching uh, flight test was product reviews and doing things. And we'll talk about later how maybe you could help us out or keep this thing going. But my other thing I'd really like to do besides all the crash stores and everything is get products you guys would like to see 
you know, what, what, it could be multi-rotors, could be airplane, whatever, you know, give us some suggestions or ideas or whatever. And we could go buy that product, product do a good in-depth review on it. Maybe some little bit of video stuff. I don't want to get too crazy with the way, away with the video stuff because I'm not really a great editor and I, it takes me too long to put it. But, you know, maybe similar to what we did with the um, the timber. Well, that, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> you know, some, something along that, that line. A short little video yeah. clip, you know, and then we can talk about it. They can see the video and we'll talk about it on the podcast. But I would just like to get back to that. Now, we won't be doing that all the time, but that's one thing I would like to get. Maybe once a month or something. Yeah, maybe we could get a product, you know, that know. everybody wants to see or whatever. Um, and do some product reviews. I think that would be good. You'd, I'm, you'd also mention maybe possibly down the road getting callers in, which I, I well, absolutely love. Here's I don't the, know what our constraints are yes, technology-wise. Here, here's the other thing I really, really, this is really deep in my heart of what I wanted to do originally, and we tried it a few times. It was really rough, and I, I think now that we have better equipment and more knowledge, it'll work out better. My, my original plan was to get this podcast going, um, and do more of a call-in radio show. Pick up topics or crash stories or whatever. People call in. We can talk to them. We can discuss topics. And as David already knows, we did a couple shows on blog talk radio. And it was so awesome. It was awesome. It was. When it worked and we had that many callers, like we filled up a 250-line thing completely full. We had 50-some callers on hold at the time. I mean – when the board lit up and I looked at David, he looked at me, like, we, oh, we almost were like, didn't know what to do. It was like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? And it was very put overwhelming. Sander on the... Uh, no, it was Aiden. We put, poor, we put Aiden. my poor son on the switchboard. <laughs> we stuck him in a back room at flight test with his old generic computer and we go, okay, Aiden, you're going to answer phone calls. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? So these people were calling in and this, this was a few years, at least two years ago. So, you know, he was only like 11 yeah, at the young. time and, you know, they'd call in and he'd be like, um, FT after hours. And they were like, <laughs> you know, they were like, uh, they were like, so yeah, who's answering the phone? So poor Aiden was trying to run a switchboard. We just threw him out because we were we had no idea. We thought we'd get a few callers, discuss a few topics, and then when we hit went live, the phone lines just went ring, and I was like, oh no, eleven year old, yeah, yeah, right. Oh my god! But when it when yeah. it did work and we got to talk to people and take phone calls, we had an absolute blast. And we had, you know, you can schedule time. And, and at that time, we had a two a two hour two or two and a half hour time limit, you know, for that show. And we just we went right through that time limit very easily, David, didn't we? I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it was. It felt like five minutes. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. So what I hope to do is go back in the blog talk radio and we're not sure it depends on what you guys want to do. And of course, topics, it could be a biweekly show. So possibly we could do uh, a biweekly show of the uh, RC after hours and then possibly do a blog talk radio show. So in all honesty, you would actually be getting a show a week. That's that's our goal. Yeah. If we get to that, great. If not, you know, I, I don't still want to put out crappy content just just to throw it out there. So if you guys are in this that and think you would like that, let me know. Send me some emails. But that's definitely in the plans. Probably get that thing fired up in the next week or two. Do some tests, maybe even one evening. And that's probably going to be an evening during the week show. You know, we'll wait till everybody gets home from work, gets to hang out. 
and we'll we'll try a radio show and you can call in. What, what, what I want to do is pick a subject. Like, I don't know. What what, what do you think the uh, thing is? What's going to happen with drone racing or, or something like that? Or maybe what's your that. favorite uh, like flying wing? Or, yeah, you know, or whatever. We'll pick a topic and we'll just whatever, yeah. we'll run with it, you know, and we'll go from there. So I think that'll be fun. Okay, now here's the big thing, and I almost hate to throw this out here, and I don't know what's going to happen, but what we'd like f- – for you guys, if you could help us out, we actually set up a Patreon account. So if anybody knows anything about Patreon, it's, you know, you can go in and, and donate money, you know, on a, on a monthly basis. And it could be anywhere from $1 to whatever you want. And I totally understand if you don't want to do it or you can't do it, that's fine. I, I you know, we're going to try to keep this going for as long as we can. But if you want to help us, go check out Patreon, go to the F, uh, RC After Hours page and whatever you want. Doesn't and matter it, it would go towards product or yeah. stuff like that. Right, I exactly. Mean, we're still doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is all new and we don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to work. But my idea was, like you said, Mike, we could get some products. And depending on how many people we get and what we can get down the road, what I want to do is help out our Patreon customers. So what we could possibly do. And, and again, I um, definitely want to get some shirts going. I want to get some stickers going. Um, we may do some extra podcasts on the side. So I our, okay. our Patreon customers would probably be able to get that Access before that, anybody. Yeah. So shirts, stickers, uh, extra content. Maybe we uh, some of our – we can even get them on the show, you know, if they're sure. – whatever. At least through the call-in if we do. Yeah, yeah, point, yeah so. and not a problem. We, it's very easy to do. We can put 21 people on <laughs> Skype, Like We have 21 people at the same time. Uh, not that we're going to do yeah. that, but – now, you might want to mention why we selected our, I don't know, maybe in the earlier one, we selected why our name changed RC. Yeah, in case if, if we do that. have some new listeners or they don't know what's going on or they found us through iTunes or whatever and seen the RC, the, you know, they may be in the trucks or something, but seen RC, you know, radio control, and, and they're checking us out. Um, we used to be FT After Hours, and uh, we used to do a podcast under the flight test banner. And we've just recently kind of went out on our own and we changed our name to RC after hours after a much big discussion on what to do, how to do it, a name, you know, that was a, that was a tough choice. Um, Hopefully we keep all our Periscope viewers too. Yeah. I think slowly they'll migrate over. Um, we're, we're trying something new with, we have a new camera here. We're doing Facebook live. Hopefully that's uh, going out. Okay. But the reason we went away from FTL, let you finish. Yeah. What we, of- what we did is we were initially going to keep the, uh, FT after hours name, change it over to like flying time or something like that. And after talking to Josh, I, at first I was very adamant at keeping that. Everybody knows this is FT after hours. Everything we have is well, FT after hours. Well, it wasn't really that bad, honestly. Okay. No, not bad at all. But he, he kind of made a point where, you know, really he couldn't tell us we couldn't do it, you know. Um, but he, he said, you know, if you think about it, using FT, even though if you're you're changing it to flying time or whatever, you're still probably going to be associated with flight test. And, and everything they have, all their planes and everything is all FT, FT cruiser, FT this, FT that. So he goes, you're probably still going to be somewhat associated with flight test. And where I kind of found out he, he did have a very good point was after we finally found our name and we changed everything, and Andre can attest to this, we started slowly changing everything over to the Facebook page and the Twitter and everything. It just exploded. Why? I have no idea because all, it, we're the same people. We're doing exactly the same thing. But as soon as we changed everything over to RC after hours, it just everything exploded. 
right, Andre? Am I am I wrong oh, on that? Oh yeah, like the well, no, it's uh, you know as soon as we had the landing zone uh, <laughs> for on the Facebook page and then got the URL going for the website, uh, it was quite interesting to see you know just how fast the uptake is and. You know, I, I love stats. I love looking at the analytics. So it's been kind of neat to watch that. And, you know, we got earlier this week, we managed to get the U, the iTunes uh, authentication going. So at least now everything is going out to everybody's uh, to feed. So uh, I guess in the show description, we'll we'll dump in all the various links you need to subscribe to the um, to the podcast and everything. And then we're off and running. Yeah, I think you. I think we have everything going. Should be no problems getting the uh, feed out to all your podcast apps. Uh, we were doing some testing. We put out a, a little test podcast earlier in the week, and I, th- I think as far as I know, everything's working good. But, again, if anybody has any questions, problems, concerns, especially ideas or topics or whatever, please hit us up on the email. Again, it's going to be rcafterhourspodcast at gmail.com. So let us know. David, what do you think? You're awful nah, quiet. I think it's awesome. Um, move on to the RC content, maybe? <laughs> That's fine oh, by wait. me. RC uh, content. Do, do we have show notes? Do we uh, have show notes on that or anything? <laughs> all right. We'll get off that. But again, if anybody has any questions or anything, just, just let us know. So first thing I want to talk about, um, yesterday, Mike, I don't know if you realize, was April Fool's. <laughs> I, again, I'm so zoned out. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> What day yes. it was, what was going on, I wake up and was kind of running around. I didn't even look at my phone for a little while, and I can't remember exactly how I found this. I don't know if a message came up. I go on the RC After Hours Facebook page, and I see on there that Andre put up RC After Hours with this giant thing of sailboats. And I was like, <laughs> what is he doing? Why, why is he posting? I noticed that, too. Did you see it? <laughs> yes. Now, did you get it right away? Did you? No, I did not. Good. I'm no. glad I'm not the I'm only like, one here. Sailors <laughs> I know. I was like, what? what are we doing? So I'm racking my, before I even send a message, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, why? Why is he putting up sailboats? sailboats? I'm like, are, are, are we are we collaborating with the RC Sailors now? Or yeah. what? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You know, what's going on? And I was like, Andre, hey, uh, you know, and he's like, ah, I'm just trying to be funny. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe slip back into depression and he's going over to boats <laughs> now. You know, he's, I, I thought that out. way too. <laughs> so later on that morning, I'm sitting at the couch. I don't know what I'm doing. I hear my kids talking about April Fool's and I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute. It's April 1st. And I sent a message. I go, oh, I get it now. It's April. F- okay. All right. I was like, I feel like such an idiot. It looked like Rotor Riot did a little thing too about shaking your batteries while they're charging flat capacity. Did they do something, something too? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, they did. Oh, I missed yeah. that one. Oh. Yeah. Was well, what was one. somebody I mean, explain that Chad to me? Chad Nowak was doing this and they were, they were timing his flight and he's like, I got like double the time flying. You're kidding. And then they show him shaking like his battery while it's charging and that that was the trick you know oh that is fantastic <laughs> more out of your batteries that is fantastic i miss <laughs> chad capper after that saying i snorted my coffee and i said i'm gonna head over to home depot's paint department to charge my batteries <laughs> <laughs> the paint shaker section yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that was good, was good. So, there were a couple other nice ones out there the industry was doing good. They, everybody was having fun. I, did you see some of the other ones, Chris? Yeah, I got a couple of them wrote down. And the other one I seen, I actually I didn't even see it till today. 
But and they usually put one out anyway. Uh, Horizon Hobby put one out, and I seen an email come up or something about, hey, check out our new DX18. And again, I wasn't thinking, not paying attention. So today I'm like, oh, let's see what the new radio is. And I pull it up, and here they brought out a, a DX18, and they say it plays music and this, and it's like $1,900 and blah, blah. I'm like, okay, guy, I got it. I got it. So they put out something. And then um, Hobby King, I don't know if you've seen this one, Mike. They put out a little video, and they called it the Eagle Eye line of sight goggles and they just took this pair of <laughs> you just have to go watch a video they just took this pair of goggles you know and they're you know doing all kinds of crazy stuff and it was just rather better funny. than 4k yeah better than 4k <laughs> line of sight line goggles, of sight goggles yeah <laughs> uh, so i had to laugh david did you see any other uh april fool stuff out there at all or did you see anything we were talking about i wasn't on the internet at all. At I was all? Building and oh, you were still building yeah. your wall, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. my gosh. Been offline. You lose any tools? No. <laughs> we didn't even realize it was April 1st, like at oh. all, till the day after. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's it's kind of odd. I know two Emily's, and both their birthdays are on April 1st. I really? Mean, Emily's kind of a unique name to begin with, and mm-hmm. then for them to both have the same birthdays they were in the same sorority and stuff as my one is my cousin we celebrated her birthday and then the other one i um knew through uh my wife's sorority but she lives in australia now so <laughs> mike do you know what uh, next weekend uh, is no and i com- i mean i didn't forget but i did forget and didn't realize next weekend is the week signals rc show already yes oh my gosh oh no <laughs> Are you going? Are you? Can you? Are you guys? Well, I have to re- rearrange some stuff. I forgot about it. I'll be honest. Yes. Even when you said, "Would well, you know what's next week?" I'm like, I have no clue. Whatever. I didn't realize it came up that are quick. You, do you want to go? Oh yeah, going? I definitely yeah. would like to go. Yeah. Yeah. What is this uh, event that uh, I'm talking about? Well, you know what it yeah, is. You've been there. Um, I know what it. <laughs> what it is? It's a uh, a huge RC show in Toledo, Ohio. And it's one lot, of the biggest, I one think, of the too. biggest shows and a lot of the big RC companies bring out their latest and greatest. And, and normally, probably by next Thursday or Friday, a lot of companies, it's the last couple of weeks, obviously been very quiet, you know, as far as industry news or people bringing stuff out. So a lot of times uh, right before next weekend, or like I said, Thursday or Friday, a lot of these companies will bring out all their new products. So we ex- probably would expect some stuff from Horizon Hobby and Habico and all the all the big manufacturers generally bring out some new stuff for this big show. And when you go up there, it is filled with anything and everything, whatever you can imagine. And then the whole upstairs is, is a big giant, swap giant swap meet. And it's just it a, is fun. It is it fun. Is. Now, it's what a I'm, trade show, though, right? Is that what it's really considered like, a trade show? Because they don't do anything except stand at their booths. Whereas there's not. A lot of showy stuff. Well, I guess they show stuff, yeah, but they, they don't ever, put on no a real show. flying. It's not like Flight Fest, or yeah. no one's really flying. No, you just event. walk around and, and look at stuff. Look yes. at stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it would be kind of a trade show. Although a lot of times on, you know, we've been there on Sunday sometimes in the late afternoon. A lot of these companies are coming in from China. They don't want to drag all that stuff back and we'll sell it off pretty cheap. You're looking yep. for like batteries or chargers or I got some plane. You know, I bought that rock hobby glider 
there for like 150 oh, right. bucks. I bought my Radian there. You yeah, you got your Radian there. So in uh it's it's good. It's a good time. Back now, when it was hard to if find. If you see a good deal on the Radian, the yeah. original Radian, um, yeah. yeah, send me a message because I'm looking for one. Oh, you are? Yeah, right. I need one. Absolutely. You mean one. you can't find a good Radian over there in Sweden? Uh, it's expensive. Really? Yeah, it is. Uh, on the other hand, your you shipping it out. to me would be I was going to say it probably cost me just as much to ship it to you. I don't know. I'll find a place that has free shipping from the States. Okay. <laughs> so, the Toledo shows. Oh, now, boy. I got to. <laughs> I, I, I hope, Mike, I don't know if you really noticed. The last couple of years have kind of been eh, little eh. You, did you notice well, that? La- yeah, last year I thought that. Well, a little two, bit. two years ago, it was nothing but multi-rotor stuff. Like er- everything from pocket drones to giant industrial sized $15,000 like why are you people even here type stuff Mm -hmm. or we just laugh at you like okay yeah go somewhere else you know what I mean it was just drone everything and then obviously last year we kind of seen it it tapered way off yeah it's going the other way and yeah but it was still just not and I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's because of social media or the economy. Because I can even remember we used to go to the iHobby show in Chicago every year. And that was something that was just enormous. And you go up there and you could spend two days in there, hardly ever see the same thing twice. The, the big manufacturers put on these huge displays and they did flying demonstrations inside. And it was just unbelievable. And then... The economy kind of went south. That kind of went away. I still think they do have some iHobby shows around the country, but they're they're not like they used to be. And that's where we used to go to see. That's where I initially seen probably six years ago when we were up at iHobby in Chicago. I first heard of DJI, and they were, had all these big fancy pamphlets, and they were all talking about this G- GPS-based stuff, and you could fly your copter through your GPS, and, yeah, and, heading up, and we were just like, okay, sure, whatever. Not knowing six years later, look where we're at, mm-hmm. you know. So if you were there, you got to see firsthand what they were doing and thinking about. It was way before anybody grasped that concept. And it was like a bazillion dollars back then, too, that you could buy this equipment and build your copter or buy a copter and it could do all these features, you know. Well, after I arrange that I can go, maybe I'll ask Chad, too, because I know our wives play cards Saturday night. So oh. maybe he'll be available. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, at least at least yeah. the invite out there. He's pretty busy, and I don't even know if he'll be in town. But since we're heading up there, you know, we could carpool or something possibly. Yeah, and I think Adam Drain's coming up. Might bring yes. Peter Searle up. Is he bringing an extra Sequoia by the way? <laughs> Maybe buying some <laughs> off him. He's been buying so much. Oh my gosh! And you know the thing with Adam is he buys all that stuff, and I never see him flying everything. Like he's Mike. I know how like. You're pristine, and you got all your. Reminds me of your buddy in Cleveland that you talked about. Oh, they used to buy all (laughs) that. So here you fly it. (laughs) Oh yes. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) So Adam just buys up. He's got all these warbirds. Some of them are still in the box. Like he he has a sequoia in the box, like ready to go. And they're all, I think, down in his basement, all ready to go. (laughs) And I'm like, "What are you doing? Sell me this." He's like, "I'm not selling that. I'm keeping that." You know. Well, he needs to bring one to the Toledo show because I might make him an offer. Hopefully, a decent offer. Well, you better get a hold of him. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully, he's watching. 
So yeah, he's, he's getting killer deals on it. Though. He is yeah. like he yes. bought. I think we talked about. It, but he bought a whole lot. Like I was figuring in my head, he got radios, batteries, chargers, all those airplanes, and they were somewhere probably between fifteen and two grand. I think he paid five hundred bucks for everything. Like mint, mint stuff. Some of it wasn't even flown. I'm like, why can't I find wow, these deals? Jackpot. Yeah. And it was, yeah. I think it was on Craigslist. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, was yeah, it? I, I think so. Oh, that's crazy. So there he goes. He takes all the seats out of his van, picks up all the stuff, comes on oh back, and he's God. like sending me messages going, well, I hope I don't get divorced over this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, you, you mentioned my buddy. Uh, I haven't talked to him for a while. I should, I should now see if I can get him on the show because, oh, my gosh, he's hysterical. And same thing. He was always in the cars and desperately wanted to get into airplanes and quadcopters and everything. Is um my other buddy, Eric, and he would just see a plane. He has no experience flying whatsoever. He would just go see a plane and he would, he liked big stuff, big warbirds, whatever, and just go buy it. And I'm like, Eric, what are you going to do with that? Oh, I don't know. Build it, put it in my house. I saw the Adam drain down the road at a big semi. Yeah. <laughs> He'll collect it on and then sell it on Craigslist. Yeah. I think during not too long ago, he was sending me more pictures. I think, was, I can't remember if it was the A10 or something he's seen, the FMS. He's like, oh man, look at this. This thing is awesome. I, I should buy it. I'm thinking, what are you going to do with that? Well, I'll bring it down to you. Let you fly it. Okay. We can do that. You know. Well, I, I want to hear that. Adam says he's still. Sorry, Adam Drain says he's still married there, Mike. So you got to keep talking. He's not desperate to sell yet. <laughs> uh, crap. <laughs> I, want, I want to hear what uh, David's been up to with his building with, walls. Didn't besides you hear the walls, I mean, yeah. RC related. I want to hear. Oh, I yeah, you got to talk. I saw some things, and I, I yeah. don't know what he's going to be able to expose and not expose. You got to talk uh, a little bit about the new video. To. Yeah. Yeah. I've. Uh, been editing or actually was it two weeks ago yeah two weeks ago we shot the rc tank battle sequel the and yeah i put out a video asking people for input on the turrets right because i really i mean yeah i needed like three different turrets um for the video so i got some really good input uh me and my uh friend of mine did some 3d modeling so shout out to Terje. And uh, so we, yeah, we designed three different turrets. Uh, yeah, the, I think I posted a, a teaser of one of the slow motion ones. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, I'll, that turret is from, I might as well say it. <laughs> it's Ed 209 from RoboCop. Nice. <laughs> RoboCop. That's the, yeah, that, that's. That's the the bad guy's turret, uh, one of his turrets. So they switch, they change turrets mid battle and or like pre battle, and they fight with fireworks. And since I have a slow motion camera, absolutely awesome footage. Like I was gonna say they have to cool. make it look more realistic. There's no doubt about it. I would think. <laughs> more one. realistic it's rc tanks with fireworks on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay so reality realistically this isn't gonna happen <laughs> yeah um so there is uh we drove out to the same woods as the uh, last time we shot and it's uh it's an awesome really quiet place so we don't bother anyone and we were shooting having a, uh, a great time 
capturing everything we needed. Everything was going smoothish. It's kind of difficult sometimes to uh, coordinate stuff. Like we tried to fire a 3D printed rocket on a guideline, but uh, it was fishing line. And it's the super thin kind, like the sure because you don't want to see it. You know, it's guiding it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, it's super thin. Problem is, it's uh, like Kevlar or something. So did it's it called Fireline. Oh yeah, fire like um, spider wire. Yeah. So did it yeah, reflect in the exactly. image then? No, it, it doesn't show up unless okay. you really try to sure. shoot it close up. Um, so turns out that. Wire doesn't like fire. Oh. <laughs> it kind of melted it or something in the guiding process. Yeah, and there's rockets flying everywhere. and Oh, the, oh my gosh, it was scary. Uh, so some sketchy stuff, but it was awesome. Yeah, was, you might want to use a cable or some steel line next time. It can handle it. Yeah, heat. I mean, we're out in the middle of the forest, and we need to get this done. And we're yeah. like, oh, come on. It just burns off. And we're like, oh, come So we tape on some aluminum tape to the back of them it just looks so janky in the end but it's good it's gonna be good in the video and the uh um yeah so we started shooting and then we got to the portion where we needed some uh um dialogue back and forth (laughs) and that portion was like i wanted the audio from the tanks and that and it was rather quiet so we started shooting, and then we're like, <laughs> turns out this place on Saturdays, they, they, they have enduro practice for the motorbike. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> There's couple flying, flying around the corner. We're like, oh, what the heck? Um, I mean, they're, it's they're the not first quite, so weekend quite, that we actually drive there because so the, the weather was went right out the window. <laughs> at that point, yeah. So we're like, oh, okay. So uh, yeah, well, let's hope they go away. But sometimes they stopped, and we're like shooting a little bit and oh then my prepping gosh. other stuff. And we're like, oh my god, we're not going to finish because we only had two days to shoot. Because the the people helping me, Christian Mugensen, big uh-huh. shout out. Um, he was helping me all the time and he does not like getting up early <laughs> at all. So he's, he's like kind of catching up on sleep on weekends because he has to get up so early for work, like seven o'clock. And so he's like, he was absolutely, yeah, he, I ruined him. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, and he was helping out all the time. And so, yeah, we try to get stuff done, done there and like, and this guy walks along the track. He kind of looks a little bit grumpy. It's like, oh, we're they're gonna shout at us and everything. We're, it's, not, yeah, we're gonna, they're gonna try to kick us off the the track. And uh, but we have permission from the uh, owner of the land, so they couldn't technically do anything. But we were prepared to take a stance. <laughs> this guy walks up and he's like, oh, it takes a double take, like. And says, oh, it's you. I'm like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) And we started talking a little bit. And then he walks up and Christian's like, who is that? I have no clue. You had no (laughs) idea. (laughs) No clue. (laughs) Random guy just walks up. 
And just starts talking about a little bit RC and like, yeah, what have you been up to? And like, he had a broken arm, so that's why he couldn't ride the bike. And he was out watching for obstacles and taking sticks away and stuff for branches. But he obviously <laughs> saw your, something you had done, obviously. Uh, yeah, so he had to know who you were then, yeah, right? Yeah. But yeah. he didn't go, hey, David Vindenstall. Yeah. He just said, hey, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> She went, hey, it's the, you. How are you doing, buddy? Like, it was so weird. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And we're like, he walked off and I'm like, this is just like a TV show. Like, this doesn't happen in exactly. real life, right? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was fantastic. But they, they quit after like a, an hour, hours, two hours. So we, and in the meantime, we got some, uh, uh, some lunch and yeah, we, prepped as much as possible and continue shooting and everything was going actually pretty good. Like we had some obstacles, but yeah, we got over it. And then that poor tank, the both of them was just, they're not made to drive off road. They're like <laughs> cheap uh, airsoft tanks from uh-huh. Hobby King. That was like 30 bucks. Oh, wow. And, and this, I don't know the the gray one, which is still the same one from the old video. I don't know how that thing. It just took a beating. We accidentally, I had oh, I had a remote trigger. I made a RC remote trigger, really really quick one because uh, last time I used the resistor, shoved that into the tops of rockets to get the explosions. Problem is, those take between five and ten seconds and you don't know exactly when they're gonna pop mm-hmm. so we tried to it's really difficult to time things then so i made a new system where i take brass wool which is steel wool but made of brass and made some it just take a short piece of that and it works like yeah um, nichrome wire so it heats up really quickly mm-hmm. uh, and i dip that in ping pong balls and uh <laughs> black powder with acetone so you dip the tip. They're really like they're. You can whack them. They're not fragile at all. And so we sh- and I three D printed some, um, like how do I can containers, little um, round Cart- cylinders. Cart- yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Cartridges. Um, because the rockets this year were made in a solid piece, so they had the rocket engine and then the explosion piece. So I had to make something to hold just the tops. So I had to cut them off and just take the, the pellets that make the pretty sparks in that and put that in something. So I just 3D printed some stuff and tested that and it worked really good so that I could get the um, the firing ne- mechanism in there and it was all waterproof and all great. And the weather was beautiful. We, there was still some snow. I was really anxious that it was not going to be because it looks so much better when there's contrast and it's a little bit nicer than just, yeah, dead stuff. <laughs> and so we could put these things. I could put three of them. I hooked them up to a receiver, and I used my Aurora. And I could delay, trigger some. And it was fantastic. And they, like you flicked the switch, and they just blew. It was fantastic. So I kind of screwed one up. I thought it was further forward than... It was so he drives it and it's it's supposed to explode just in front of the tank and he drives through the debris. Mm-hmm. Turns out I triggered it 
underneath the tank. Oh. <laughs> so damage is sustained. And I was like, oh, crap. That's uh, a hit. And he's <laughs> like, it, it doesn't move. It doesn't work anymore. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh. And we're like, maybe a quarter through the video oh. tops. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, this is this is really bad. This is going to just going to ruin everything. Now, it's like, oh, my now that wasn't that gap. That wasn't that little bit of test video footage you put out, was it? Was that part of that? No. no? Oh, okay. No, it wasn't. That's later. All so right. yeah, thanks for ruining the story. Now everyone knows it. No. <laughs> um, no, no, no. That's everyone knows it's fine. So the explosion, we thought it was gonna ruin it ruined the PCB board inside, but turns out it just flicked the switch, the power switch. No way. No. They were like, oh, my gosh, that's so That's close. hard to believe. <laughs> oh, oh, so, so lucky sometimes. And it's, uh, it's, that is the most fun you can have. Like, it's such a fantastic weekend. It's super tiring and yeah. it's frustrating. But then when you see the footage, it's so good. I just oh watched a tank so movie I'm, called Fury. And oh, I watched that too. I just watched it over the week. Oh, I never saw it was before. A good movie. I'm not a big Brad Pitt fan, oh, but yes, I do. Brad Pitt's fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. I did like that movie a lot. That was, was like, good. Awesome I know. tank movie. Go ahead. I did. Yes. <laughs> just yeah. I went off on like yeah, I enjoyed tanks Fury. as well. Watch Fury. It's yeah. beautiful. It is a good movie. Um. So is it? it have you guys wrapped it up? Is it done and now into the editing stage? It is in. We pulled it off exactly like there was hardly any daylight left on Sunday. And we got the last shot at the last possible time. And every we had everything. Everything awesome. was in the bag. And it was like everything just kind of fell into place. It was super frustrating. Like we got super complex stuff <laughs> worked first time. And then we we're trying to get a shot where one of the tanks drives forward turns 90 degrees and drives off and the stupid track just popped off every oh. single time we did like 14 takes for the oh. easiest like, thing oh. to do yeah oh yeah that was frustrating uh, and as usual stuff does not work out as you plan Never. so you have to work around it um like the story changed while we're at I on bet. the set it, it always does <laughs> right uh, but yeah i have fantastic I can't wait to see this video footage uh, I've been editing and I'm going way overboard with this um why, why not <laughs> yeah why not why the heck not I've been learning to do tracking of objects so I can have a really cool uh OSD on there a HUD mm -hmm. uh for the good guy so he can uh, it tracks the uh, the enemy and objects and stuff so and we, are, I'm doing voiceover in this video instead of having text like I haven't had in oh, the last yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so I've been trying to fi fix that, like get that good. And there's so many effects. I have like 20 effects on my voice. Uh, and then I'm doing a synthesized voice for the uh, uh, OSD, like a Jarvis kind of thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and the slow motion shots do not have audio. Right. No slow motion shot does because when. Sounds terrible. Yeah. 
It does. If you try it, just slow any audio down to 5%, it's just garbage. Right. Yeah. Like you can't hear what's going on because audio by that, like the waves are too big to start with. So there's no information in the end there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So every single slow motion shot you've ever seen does not have the right audio. It's added afterwards. Mm-hmm. So you're doing sound foley now as well. I am. I totally am. So I'm sitting here taking like um, Velcro, pulling that apart, slowing that down. And it's like, sounds like a tank driving over a balloon. <laughs> and and, and the, the key part is, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so much fun. I like Foley. Yeah. This should be a Foley guy. Um, and certain points, like the explosions in that, I have like 13 effects running at the same time and then adding extra stuff on that. So it just, layering, just adding the sound effects, it's yeah. just, oh, it takes so much time, but it's so satisfying when you watch it. Ah, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to edit more. I want to get it out as soon as possible. Uh, maybe we could do, depending on how good it goes, we could do a podca- podcast where you guys watch it you or guys are the first guys to watch it and i want to yeah and capture your reactions would be awesome that, that would, would be, be cool. cool man you, you know what else would be cool that. with that though is we have you on the line we watch the video we discuss what went on yeah we could even pause it place you're like well right here this is where we had this <laughs> problem and we, came yeah, the motorcycles, we had to stop for two hours and then i accidentally blew up the tank and then we had the power switch yeah on. be like uh what, what do you hey, call commentary. that on the movie yeah, yeah commentary cut. yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah i'm up definitely <laughs> fun definitely that would be fun so yeah, when I would love show. to have an exclusive to that. Yeah. That would be so cool knowing you're putting this work into it and overkilling it. Oh, like that would be great. It would be awesome. It would be fantastic if I could get it to done for the weekend. Um, I'll I'll try for that. Or That's the that's the idea. I've never – yeah. I'll, so we'll go to the Toledo yeah. show and then we'll do a podcast Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's not going to – Chris is going to fall asleep. We're going to get him like a candle. He's burning at both I ends, know. buddy. He's going to be burning at both ends. So then, David, from a production guy's standpoint, how many hours do you have into it so far? Um, I actually wrote stuff down, and I'm at – let's see. Uh, I haven't wrote that out. I'm at 32 hours. Not bad. How long is it going to be? Uh, about 10 minutes. <laughs> wow, actually, no, it's not bad. It's that's not, not bad. bad. That's that's within ratios, man. That's that's it pretty. Is, it is. Here, here's that's cool. Here's a really sad note. I probably had that many hours in the little timber video, and I don't even know if it's <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> that's my editing skills. I don't know. Uh, it's it gets easier when you do it more and more. Uh, it is super boring doing it normal if you just do like a, F, a flight test episode that is uh, so boring doing i don't understand how the editors can do it week after week yeah i uh, like you have to pour your soul into it but it's like about something you're not very passionate about it's mm. it's difficult but this video is like it's so i just want to sit and edit i would just 
yeah, it's so much fun. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I forget to eat and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and you get absorbed into the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you need one of those projects every once in a while just to just to remind you that you you know you can be creative and have a lot of fun doing the editing uh, because, like you said, you get trapped into doing the uh, not so glorious stuff, and it's uh, it's defeating after a while. It is. It is. Uh, it drains you, and this charges you. But yeah. Yeah, by a great amount. So, uh, yeah, I, I needed this. It, it was fantastic. Um, everything now, worked out. And I know you yeah, mentioned I'm a glad. couple names. How many people were part of this I, total? I know you threw out a couple names. I'm just curious um, who was so with you again. To to help out, I had Christian Mugensen, mm-hmm. uh, Mugensen in Swedish. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm butchering my friend's name, which is <laughs> one of my best friends. <laughs> So, yeah, if you're listening, actually, I know he's listening, but um, yeah, shout out to you. And then I had another friend from uh, back in the day. Um, he's He had an EPP FPV and we flew uh, formation. And that was like five years ago. It was fantastic just when it came out. Um, and then I had, let's see... And one more guy. He was, uh, uh, neither of these listened to the podcast, so I'm not going to butcher their names. Okay. Uh, but, um, so I had one on one day and one on the other day. And the second guy, he was out partying until four o'clock. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I really, uh, he said he would come. So I'm like, um, trying to get him on texting him and everything. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the bus. Uh, I'll get, I, I'm up, I'm up. And, and <laughs> I, I picked him up at the bus station and that guy was just amazing considering wow. he didn't sleep anything and he was maybe still drunk. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I gave him a, an energy drink and some, uh, like yeah, some Red Bull and uh, four aspirin. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he was good. All, wow. all the rest of the day. He was good. He was just did exactly what he should do. Let me he was, guess. Was, he's probably in his early twenties, right? Um, no, he's actually, yeah. More, more towards 30. Oh, wow. I think he's just above 30. So, yeah, I was impressed. I wow. could barely get up and I <laughs> went to sleep early. <laughs> uh, awesome. He's, yeah, that was great. So, yeah, in totals, we were three people on set um, all the time because the slow motion, um, like setting up cam- like cameras, the slow motion takes a, a lot of effort and then you have to, like, you have to be mentally focused on the slow motion to get it really good uh so you have to trigger it at the right time and everything Mm -hmm. and you can like i don't have a wireless remote trigger for it you have to be within three meters of the camera Mm. that's how long my wire is Mm -hmm. so i have to cower behind the tree while (laughs) (laughs) while they they shoot fireworks at each other and three large fireworks goes off and there's just stuff raining and you're just sitting there cowering behind a tree so you don't show up in the video Uh, and you just try to time it like like click and then you yeah pop out your head and hope that both tanks are still there (laughs) oh Uh, it's oh it's lovely but then you can't do that at the same time as shooting the handheld stuff it just 
uh, it's difficult to concentrate on both. Right. Even if it sounds easy. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of coordination. Yeah. So it's always on. good. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah, every having people you assign something to a person, it's so much easier than doing it yourself and doing something else at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, can you tape on these fireworks? And then I can do this at the same time instead of me thinking about doing that while doing something else. And it's super inefficient. Like I have to run back and forth two times to get everything. And like, yeah, it's always, even if you're not used to it, try to get help. Like yes. it helps a lot. I, I wasn't like that. I tried to do everything on my own. And if you find people that understand what you're doing, like ask them for help. And yes. Then they can help you. You can help them out later as well. I, I totally agree. Like we were getting this podcast thing going. I hate burdening people. And finally I got to a point. I'm like, Andre, I need help. <laughs> Please help me. I can't do it anymore. But yeah, I know exactly yeah, what just, you're saying. Yeah, just run them ragged until they say no. Yeah. That's how life works. <laughs> Uh, David, you talked a little bit, man, I haven't heard this airplane for quite a while and I, I don't have one, always wanted one, still like it. I think you can still buy it, but you mentioned the Hobby King EPP FPV plane. Yeah. Do you have oh one? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's sitting on my wall. Oh my gosh. Right me. I love, do you remember that when they used to fly them at uh, FT Mike? When we did, so. oh, that yeah. thing is amazing. Why this thing isn't out there more? Why more people don't have this? Andre, do you know what it is? Have you seen it? I'm sure you're probably looking it up right now, aren't you? Yeah, he's searching. It up right he's now. searching. This. Uh, it, go ahead. I'll let you explain it. it. Okay, go. Um, no, I'll let you explain. I just want to say why people don't like it. All right. Everyone loaded it down. Like, mm -hmm. put. 8s 3 billion thousand milliamps and then put on four cameras or whatever they threw on way too much gear and that thing was too floppy for uh -huh. it yeah because the the wing is rubber banded on and yeah. it's a flying sponge right literally <laughs> yeah like it, the epp is not i mean it, it's yeah it's a sponge yeah. like really it's not the stiff kind uh but yeah, like if you load, if you flow it with a 3S2200, it was amazing. Like it was, and it was the best yaw or uh, rudder trainer ever. Like it's, it was just, I don't know. I love that plane. It's I so did too. Freaking ugly. I, it is. But, uh, and like you said, you just put a nice, you could even put a little pan and tilt on the front. Actually, I think you could even put a, you know, say like a 5,000. If you just were really wanted to go up and just cruise around, put a big 5,000 milliamp battery, three cell battery in there. I think you guys might have changed motors and props to make it a little bit better and more efficient. But, and just. It didn't come with any. Oh, it didn't. Oh, that's right. But they recommended one, but it seemed like you guys yeah. did something different, yeah, put a better motor in. Yeah, we put on. stuff bigger some bigger stuff on because it is like flying a yeah a high wing um like the the stuff that's coming out today like yeah. the large timber or i can't remember the name of the new one from hobby king the tundra xl or, oh yeah the grand uh, tundra the grand, grand tundra. tundra that's yeah. it yeah because the eppfpv it's huge like it's big yeah yeah and i just remember especially that time 
where you guys were trying to do the uh, I can't remember what the episode bombing was. of the trampoline. No, was that the it? one where you had, I think the wing and the EPP FPV, and you were uh, trying to do the the air to air package exchange. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I wanted to do a mid-air refueling more or yes. less, but I mean, can't really do that. So we thought we put a, a toy on the back. It was a frog. <laughs> it was a frog with a magnet on yeah. it. Yeah. And I tried to fly the, the wing up behind the EPP FPV and grab it. Yes. And oh my gosh, that thing was, it was impossible. Like it, <laughs> it was fine, like flying it slow. He was going slow. It's beautiful, and you could come up on it as soon as you got like within a foot of it. The wake <laughs> of the airplane yeah. in front would just kick you around. Like yeah. it was impossible to get, to get that thing. And then I got so frustrated because I tried and tried and tried. I mean, in the end, I just got so frustrated that I flew straight into <laughs> Bixler's wing. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna hit this thing. I'm just. <laughs> I was just I, I, because every every time we go out flying, it turns into combat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, get him when he can see. I just crashed like straight into his plane, and his prop took my antenna <laughs> yeah, and just right. pulled it. It was a clover leaf, so he just yeah. stuck his prop in there and yep. just flew. He just ripped it off, and I didn't have yeah. It, took off my goggles and it was a miracle that I got that I thing know. down. And of course that was back in the day of the 900 megahertz. So we had them big yep. giant antennas hanging off of them. It was huge. Uh, yeah, it was, I actually spotted his plane and then I'm like, I'm mine should be somewhere area, around here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a death spiral. And then, Oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> he's like, plane feels a little bit weird. And then he flies it and it's like, uh, comes down. Um, I landed first, and I see his his uh, sticks are like at the extremes in both uh-huh. directions, uh-huh. and he's pulsing the throttle. And it's like yeah, it feels a little bit weird. <laughs> and he comes down, and I one of his ailerons is ninety degrees straight down. Anyway, <laughs> it's awesome. It's like air brake on one way. On one side. <laughs> It's, it's, it's just funny imagining him with oh, extremes yeah. Yeah, trying like, to bring this yeah. in. <laughs> because of, because of just, yeah, he didn't. He, ne- he never trims yeah. anything. No. He's like, oh, I'm good. I, I think, <laughs> and he, he was sitting in a lawn chair flying. I don't even think he got out of the chair. You know, he just sitting. You know, Bixler with the head down. You know, something's a little funny with my plane. I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, Oh, it was, it's, uh, it's a beast. I love it. You have to put huge wheels on it. Like it doesn't come with any no, landing. No, no landing gear. Just a belly line. So you but have to modify it. My thing was when every time you guys flew that thing though, again, I think at one time you might even had a, a 10,000 milliamp battery in there or, or 10,000 milliamps with combined battery. But you could get up in the air with that thing and just put it on cruise control basically and that thing would just stay up there for like seem like hours when you guys were doing the package yeah. exchange i think you were flying a constant 20 or 25 minutes without even coming down landing and it didn't even yeah. use up all the battery it just cruised around and you, like you said you were hitting this thing and bouncing off of it and it's wiggling around just it, it never really hurt it you know it would take some no, serious damage the thing was just uh-huh. amazing Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. 
but it is a flying sponge. Yes, for real. Is. Like you d- don't expect it to fly fast no. or do crazy aerobatics. No, no, um, no. But, but for a just mm. fun, gentle, like sit in the chair and cr- just cruise around and look, you know, like I said, you put a little pan and tilt on the front of that thing and a big old battery and oh my gosh, it was awesome. Uh, it is fantastic. Oh, I love it. Oh. Uh, it's they don't sell it anymore, right? I Andre, don't know. It says it's out of stock on the on the Hobby King website, so I think they've moved on to oh. uh, different versions. But you're right. I mean, 1800 millimeter wingspan. Yeah, that's yeah. that's got some some float to it. So yeah, it was a yeah. beast. It over. I mean, it's it's ugly as sin. No, <laughs> it's, no, it's one of the ugliest planes ever. <laughs> it's got this. It's got like this dinosaur. Well, with the FPV pod on. Sorry, it's just yeah, with the FPV pod piece on it. It just got like this build look to its face but then i guess without the fpv it's got a little bit more shape to it but it's just funny looking at the photo because it's got the giant transmitter on it <laughs> the yeah. fpv pod and everything the transmitter is just, it's about the size of a receiver now you know and i'm like wow <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the old board cam awful absolutely oh my gosh i don't know what they were thinking but it, yeah it's awful awful absolutely fantastic. but um the tailpipe was like it, yeah. it's not a solid piece fuselage. Like it's a, a front piece fuselage, and then there's a carbon tube, and then you have the uh, like you had to glue on the uh, tail section and that. Yeah. Uh, and he used push rods for like push rods oh. along the whole length of that, um, the tube and everything. Like it was I, I the first thing I did was put mine in the back. Yeah, my servos direct yeah. linkage because it, it did not need to have less responsive control <laughs> no. surfaces. No, that plus when you load it in the front, you needed as much as you could get in the back yeah, to get it to balance, balance out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to put yeah. a servo. The back photos, the photos they have on Hobby King, they've got like these mounts for the servos in the back, but all that is exposed. So it's yeah. like. I guess it's like your first car. Like you, <laughs> even though it's terrible, you love it, it's and afterwards worse. you like reminisce about it and become all nostalgic. But if you drove it today, <laughs> it would be awful. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's just I'll fly it again. Um, uh, yeah, I'll fix it up. It has a huge motor on it. Yeah, and and I'm telling you what, you guys that them. I think we had three of them at one time, or somewhere around there them things got some serious serious use yeah the it was yeah it was around for a long time it never died like you could do whatever to it yeah. we dropped toilet rolls from it we dropped <laughs> yeah. all kinds of stuff and then we did oh my gosh we did everything with it even flying straight into a tree it was completely fine yeah like it just bounced down it's yeah. a, a huge plane and it just i don't know it was like a flying wing, but with the proper fuselage. Yeah. All right, I'll quit reminiscing on the EPP. I just <laughs> always remember that plane. It was so good. Hey, Andre, right. you, you got to talk about your little story. You had a little visitor, and you got a new little uh, Ultra Micro, which oh, I was yes. shocked to see. What is it, and how did you get it? Oh, here she is. So for those not watching, uh, basically – 
It's a Park Zone Striker 180. So this thing is tiny. Uh, actually, and what surprised me was I always thought that the brush technology or the brushless technology had just recently come out. But lo and behold, this airplane's been out for a while and discontinued, actually. Yes. And it's got a uh, you know it's got a three thousand kV motor. It's the batteries that just crack me up. They're two s, two hundred and sixty mils, and they run on these special like they've got a different tab. There's not even it's just a balance tab plugged into it. And so Andy Chase came over. Andy's actually an airline plant and happened to be in Ottawa. And I said, man, every time you're in Ottawa, you drop me a line. And so we had dinner Thursday night, and he's like, got something for you. And, you know, this has been flown. It's been cracked in half and re-glued. Uh, but I bound it up to my radio, and I have uh, I made a charge lead uh, adapter, so now I can charge up those batteries. And um, as much as it kills me to say it, this summer I'm going to be flying more ultra micros, I think, just to stay underneath the 250-gram uh, rule uh, if required. So it's, 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 uh, you know, it's very much appreciated. So it's kind of neat because, you know, it, it does the whole aileron elevator control, uh, like a wing, but then you've got, you've got rudder control. So mm-hmm. the maneuverability is going to be crazy. And my favorite part, no AS3X. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'm gonna check all the batteries out because they're kind of old. I giggled something fierce. I went to my, I checked out my local hobby store, <laughs> for one of the e-flight or uh, equivalent batteries for the day because uh, I guess the Beast uses it or some of the uh, some of the other um, helicopters. <laughs> it's like a $33 battery. and I It's 260 milliamps. Oh, my goodness. So, um, anyhow, it's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to flying it. It's, uh, you know, the UMXs are all going to get bound up, and I've got that Orange RX transmitter now, so I may just end up binding up a bunch of those uh, UMX airplanes and just having them with me you know, if anything goes wrong at the field, when well, we just grab these and go fly to find a secluded corner and go fly the small planes that don't, uh, you know, get affected by all these new rules. So it's pretty neat, though. It looks really neat. I know a couple of people, you've said you've had the bigger one, Chris? Well, I actually had both. I had the bigger normal striker, and then I had that one also. And it was actually one, I don't know if you were there, David, but we did an episode with uh, a few of these. We, I can't remember exactly what we did. We were flying loops or doing some weird stuff, but. What I remember from that day is we had like 30 mile an hour winds that day. They shot the episode with uh, FT. Were you there, David? Do you remember this? Uh, vaguely. Vaguely. And um, I know you can't see it on screen, but it's the little tiny ultra micro striker. And Josh and I had to fly Ooh. these things and do the uh, this like race course. And it was almost. Yeah, impossible. didn't you fly the. Uh, it was a bar and you had to fly towards each other or underneath something. the bar yeah yeah and we'd hit the downwind and things would just go you, you would just shut the motor off and they would completely disappear and then you're a full throttle coming back fighting the wind trying to get these things back but anyway after the episode i had it for so i completely <laughs> munched it up about 10 times and andre as you've seen you already know there yeah it even has a little wheel on the bottom of it you know if you want to land it on a on a hard surface or pavement or whatever <laughs> But you can see on Andre's, he's got all this glue and yeah, everything. Yeah, the nose. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that was one of the really weak points that uh, they really didn't, you know, think about. I guess when they were building it, is every time that thing, even when you did a, a, an easy landing and you were just a little bit nose down, there's there was no, you know, no Sounds carbon like fiber because the park jet. I'd yeah, it. and the nose would the break Ugh. off. And after about the tenth time, my nose broke off, and I kept glue. I was like, I'm done. That's it. Forget it. 
But does that the thing newer torque? version had a magnet nose though? On right? the big one, it did not. Uh, uh, that's I, right. I can't remember. I don't think the small one did. But yeah, the bigger the bigger one d- um, did have the. Uh, what are you showing your batteries off there? Showing what size that? they are. Two, yeah, that's a five hundred. Yeah, that's a two. I mean, it's just oh wow, it's tiny. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyhow, the, but they're extremely expensive. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to fly. Uh, Does it torque a lot when you take off? Because I know with my smaller stuff, they torque so bad. It, trying to take, it like, wasn't bad. It. It, it was actually no, a it's, really it's, fun little flyer. Okay. It, it was. I had a good time with that thing when it stayed together. And it's it's light. Uh, there's you know, but I, I I was surprised because I didn't realize that they had been doing you know brushless tech mm-hmm. uh, as early as this. So it, it kind of surprised me that 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 we hadn't seen the brushless stuff come out sooner. Like, I mean, it just feels like last year they finally decided to start introducing it. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. That was one of the first ones I think they switched or, or came out with the brushless system. Cause it, obviously that yeah. wasn't going to work with a little one cell. Yeah. I mean, it's got all the little, I mean, <laughs> worse comes to if, if, if I burn a Dan or something like that, well, I mean, I can repurpose all the electronics and use it for other stuff, but uh, I don't think I'll have much problem with it. And a lot of it I can rebuild. And so, like I said, it's uh, thank you, Andy, cause it's another, it's another ace in the hole as long as those batteries hold out. So if not, you know, maybe I can modify it and, you know, it'll carry a, carry a bigger battery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the brushless technology is, it was pretty phenomenal. We got low exposure at flight test, and I'm like, "Wow!" Let's talk about that. That a is bit. unbelievable. How small brushless <clears throat> motors um, have come. You know us. We're always harping on. You know, we love our low inductrics. We're flying around. We're like, "Ah, they need to get brushless." And blah blah blah. And I've been looking at smaller and smaller stuff, and talked about getting a Vortex 150, mm-hmm. and uh, still kind of a little bit on the fence. But it'd be nice to have one. And the thing with the the little quads and everything, they, they are so pricey, you know, I think for, you know, you're getting good technology and everything. And it, it's just, and it's hard to find, I guess, a good quality, halfway cheap quad that you can go beat around on, really. You know, I mean, as far as almost ready to fly or a bind and fly, there are some out there. They're starting to come around, but, you know, Still going to be up, you know, two, three hundred dollars for something good. So when we were down at uh, flight test the other day, they had what's it called, Mike, a gremlin? gremlin. And you know actually a little bit more about it than I do. Well, I got to see Chad fly it. It was so quiet. I couldn't believe it being brushless. How quiet yeah. it was. So talk about a little bit like what size and you know. I don't know the exact dimensions because they had different ones. His was a little larger than the other one that was over by Alex's area. Uh-huh. I don't know what's at their actual store, which size it uh-huh. is, but small enough that he was firing it up right there at his desk. You know, yeah, that he yeah. could you could fire it up and, and it was so quiet. I couldn't believe how quiet it was. And then he went outside and flew all around oh, outside with it. Yes. Yes. And it had a very a respectable flight time. I thought for what, I forget what battery size they were using. I don't know a whole lot. I didn't yeah. really wasn't going to find out the details on their upcoming product, but I got exposed to it and I was really, it was jaw dropping and it sounded like it might be at a very good price point yes. too. If they stick with that. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. And if, but, People want to see kind of what we were talking about a little bit. They did a, I think it's on one of their vlog videos where they actually shot it out of a oh, cannon. Yes, I did watch and that. And TJ flew. They shot it out of a cannon. Did you see this video, um, David? No. No, it is pretty cool. You have to check it out. They, they, they're they have this new little brushless uh, micro quad. They shot it out of a cannon. Why T, 
TJ had the goggles on. They told him when to fire it up, it yeah. seemed. And he actually armed it after it got out of the can and got it you know, self-righted and flew it around and, and brought it back down. So it was pretty nice. cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I'm looking at the kit, actually. Flight <laughs> Test does have it on their store. Is it on their store? Emacs. Well, the kits are the Emax Power Kit, and it's mm-hmm. basically designed for 70 to 95 millimeter uh, setups. And you know, it's the motor. Actually, they've got everything there, actually, because they've got the frame, mm-hmm. uh, the F3 flight <laughs> controller, uh, the six amp BLE uh, B Heli uh, ESCs, uh, which support one and two S. Uh, the motors are uh, 1104 5250 kV motors. So that's pretty screaming. Yeah. And then two sets of uh, they look like. Um, 2345 button nose triple blades i think and then all the all the other screws so uh what's really neat about the product i guess besides the powerpoint is the power pack sorry is people are going to start developing their own frames yes yeah and do they so they have the price and everything on there then i mean they kind of gave us an idea our dad. yeah yeah they, they, they have 76 dollars there you go so, so for right around 100 bucks that's what he was saying around 100 bucks yeah you can get this and I was really enticed at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for I sure. I have to get my hands on that. And it, it's it is kind of neat seeing all the stuff. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of neat tech. Dave, we talked about this on the last podcast, actually. I think, and and we're saying, Dave, now you can get you know FR Sky in- integrated uh, receivers and flight controllers. Yeah, and it's just pretty cool. I yeah, know. I know we we hate the integrated thing because if one component fails, you lose the whole board. But but the price and, is too oh my, good. And, and the weight savings, oh my god! Yeah, right? oh, it's fantastic. Back um, in the day, everything was expensive, and yeah, yeah, like ESCs, you didn't want that anywhere close to anything because they exploded for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> but now it's it's completely fine because and now you can yeah. get a four, you can get them in the same form factor as the flight controller board size, and you're like, oh, that just takes away so much of a mess, and ah, uh, so. It does. Uh, I, that looks exciting. I mean, are you? I, I, we know you've been busy with your video stuff, but are you looking at some of this more recent tech changes and figuring out how to integrate them into some of your tricopter designs? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind a hit on me, something me, there, I think. And I was going to ask tell, the same tell question. Me, tell actually. me, you're recognizing our plight in Canada, and you're looking at making a two hundred <laughs> sub two hundred fifty gram tricopter. Um. That would be pretty neat, actually. I've been thinking about it, but I don't know how the dynamics like the servo. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like how would how the would tail I? Control. Yeah. Yeah, make it fly good and not explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tilt and everything. I don't know. Yeah. I'll. Um, yeah. It would be cool. I would love to do that. Uh, I have some new servos on the way. Nice. They are stainless steel. What metal gears in them? Yes. What? Stainless so, steel. Heck yeah. No, for, for snow um, flying. They're <laughs> aluminium output shafts now. No rust. No rust, no flying. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what's the benefit then? Um, it's the output shaft now is aluminium. Okay. And if you do a really hard crash, you can strip a tooth on it. Okay. Or like bend one. Okay. You could still, since you don't use more then uh, half of the gears in there you can flip it once and you can still use it fine but like it's annoying it takes time to take it apart so yes. i rather just have it never break nice and take the weight the slight weight penalty but have the durability yeah that's okay. true yeah 
Um, but you know, we, we were over there Thursday night and Martin and Andy were grabbing my, my, my fat shark goggles and they were beaming around. We're flying between the chairs and stuff like that. So, um, he likes it because being a pilot, an airline pilot, he takes his kit and he throws it in and he, and he brings it with him. He says, this is like, this is perfect for traveling. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he's actually, uh, setting himself up with a little display and he's got his little, the little bite, not the little, the ready to fly remote. He put that on it, but he said when he tried my uh, when he tried my my um, my FR Sky Radio, he liked the Tyrannus because it just you know the throttle response is a little better than that that oh, ready to fly one. remote, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yep. springs and all that. I yeah. guess he could, he could modify the springs, I guess, and just get away with it. But yeah, we we had a good time burning batteries. I'm like, I could have almost cool. used a second charger and just kept swapping the batteries, you know? Uh huh. Mike, cool. what were you gonna say, Mike? Oh. Well, first of all, on that point, to increase your battery time, you just shake it. But the se- second thing is my ultimate goal to go to my dad's backyard is I have a uh, deer feed. Yeah. Deer feed I'd like to check on from his, you know, like inside oh, his house. Oh, yeah. So I'm really hoping I can get to that range to see if they need more corn or soybeans without actually hoofing it out there to see if I need to dump another bag out there. That's funny. So I'm, uh, that's my goal <laughs> as far as getting Mike, some FPV out there. Mike, do you honestly <laughs> – I should have shared that. Do you think like if you had deer out there and you flew that thing out, would that bother them? Oh, I think? think it would. It yeah, would. They're, they're, pretty, would. they're pretty skittish. Yeah, but I just wanted to check on the status sure. of the feed during the – they're usually there eating at night anyways. Oh, okay. But uh, I would love to <laughs> monitor that. So better This little thing with lights day. start coming up to yeah. them. <laughs> I was just wondering because it's pretty quiet and pretty little. No, they'd be like, they, what is that? They a big would be fly or now yeah. the, there's doves and other things that eat out there, squirrels and stuff. I might see if I go out that That's way. That's interesting, but, but yeah, I just want to stay seventy five. Got to stay seventy five oh, yeah. from now. I'm That's sorry. Right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> Not, here. Not here. You can do low low buzz buys <laughs> like that groundhog that one time. You guys were buzzing. Somebody was buzzing oh. the groundhog over somewhere. Yeah. I forget. Now. Andre, did you ever hear that story about the groundhog? Well, even even I Martin so. was uh, telling have. me he was he was he was chasing them around at Flight Fest with his uh, with his storage. But yes, yes. Um. Well, I'll just throw it out there real, real quick. quick. It's a yeah. quick story if, if nobody's ever heard it. But <clears throat> this was long ago when we were first getting into flying. And my other buddy, Pat, we, we used to fly over there at uh, Jackson Park. It was behind the library and it had a big parking lot. And we'd go early in the morning. And we just had our um, Park Zone P51 BLs. And we, you know, we were playing around with them. Well, this groundhog came out. And he was just cruising around and eating, you know, and I don't know what happened. Pat got a little out of control and kind of buzzed over him a little bit. And he kind of stood up, looked around like, what's going on? Yeah. So he started laughing. So he swung around. He kind of went over by him again. He stood back up. He's looking around like, what's going on here? Something going to try to eat me? You know, he couldn't figure it out. So then I caught on. So then I started flying. So he would come in one way. And that thing would turn around, look at that plane. Then I come in the other way. He, <laughs> he didn't know what to <laughs> do. Which way direction to look or what? And the crazy thing was, is Pat always had that stupid. Uh, if you remember, Mike, that the were you there with his aileron was going out? Is one aileron? Oh yeah. You so told when he me turned left, he come around and bank over this stupid groundhog, and you could just hear the plane taking rounds on him. 
<laughs> and so I mean, funny. we were just rolling. Uh, it was all we could do not to crash. Oh we were laughing God. so hard. That's this poor so groundhog. He's taking artillery fire now on top of the buzz by. His head's on a swivel. It's like, what's going on? Where do I go? I don't know what to do. Oh, it was just so funny. Oh, we're man. so cruel. I mean, no animals were harmed in this no, situation. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd love to see that on video. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got a couple things I seen. I just wanted to, I thought they were kind of funny here. Let me see. I might uh, drop Andre off here real quick. They were on Facebook. I think the first one was posted by Charles Blackwell. Uh, Andre, did you see, let me see if I can find it here. They're selling F, FAA like jackets saying uh, I'm an FAA registered drone pilot on eBay. Have you seen these? No. Oh, my gosh. Wait till you see these. I'll pull them up so you guys can get a picture of them. Oh, it is hilarious. And they got all different kinds that you can buy on eBay. Of course, it would help if I uh, spell spell right. Uh, let's see. Where's my list at? I'm, I'm no good on the computer. I can do it on my phone. Where would those be? Dang it. Anyway, I'll try to find them here and talk about it. But they have all kinds of different, like, fluorescent. Uh, I'm a USA spotter. I'm a USA registered pilot. Um, just all kinds. And, and you can order whatever you want. Or whatever you're qualified for, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go. I'll pull them up here real quick. Here they are. <laughs> yeah, I found it. I found Did it. Did you find oh it? Oh my gosh! Isn't yeah, this hilarious? A, yeah. Oh man! FAA registered person. drone pilot. Please stand clear. <laughs> that's clear. <laughs> that's on the back, and then on the front says FAA registered drone pilot. And what's really funny is not only they have those. If you pull up the picture, there's all the ones you can buy. Customize it. L- license UA, pilot. UAS observer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know you're a drone photographer, <laughs> UAV photographer. So everyone has a role now. In yeah. Flying, huh? um, yeah, they have the UAS observer, UA, UAV spotter, <laughs> UAV there's crew. One. There's one. Yeah. There's one. Drone. I like the drone crew. Yeah, I'm part of the drone do not crew. Disturb. <laughs> oh, I might uh, get one of these. <laughs> we got to buy some of these and just <laughs> walk around. Say, Please do not disturb. <laughs> we get we can buy one. You wear these at like flight fest. Yeah, we're around the park. <laughs> Please stay back seventy five meters. <laughs> well, what would really be funny is you just go somewhere, take your controller, don't, the don't fly it, and then put that on yeah. the gorilla suit <laughs> over the gorilla. Just stand there with your controller, and look around. Everybody would just be looking. I don't see anything. I gotta do that. I gotta do that. Set up a camera. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I got a good story about that. I don't know if I told you guys. It was a long time ago. No. Uh, It was FPV was not known like at all. Uh Um, It was way back, just when I started, and I had this huge 1.3 patch antenna. It was all linear antennas back then. I was sitting out in the field, in the middle of a field. And I had a T-shirt over my head because my goggles back then, they were not oh, light proof. I remember this. So, 
to get some um, yeah so you get better image and i was up flying my twin star i think it was yeah. fantastic airplane um and i was really far up and uh, far away uh, there was no rules then so i wasn't committing any crime um and i was flying around and i i hear someone walk up a little like uh not fast they're just slow and they're just are are you kidnapped? Uh, no. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And they just walked off. I never saw them. I don't know. They just. I don't know who it was or anything. <laughs> are you kidding? Well, think about it. You're sitting out, and I know how you fly, so yeah. I can see you sitting on the ground, uh, legs in the Indian style. Yeah, you know, sitting down there, head down with a shirt over your head, just sitting there. And somebody walks along and goes, oh, my gosh, what is going on? Yeah, somebody drop them off? Are they, do they have bombs wrapped around them? And they're not allowed to, you know, what the heck? Was you kidnapped and thrown in the middle yeah. of the field? <laughs> no one was looking. I can oh definitely God. see that. Oh, oh it was fantastic. Oh and he, never, he has no clue who it was because he's committed to the no, FPV. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no clue. Oh. All right. Where, where was that at that happened? I didn't hear. In Sweden. Oh, it was in just, Sweden. Okay. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, a long time ago. That's funny. All right, I got another story, if I can find it. Let me see if it's on. While this. you pull that up, I can give a shout-out to Tony, uh, I'll say it, Tony Olsson, uh, which is uh, the guy that listened to the last podcast mm-hmm. about me saying that I need a 550 helicopter. Oh, yeah. And he messaged me on Facebook and said, I got one. I can make you a trade. Awesome. Wow. Nice. What'd you trade him? So, uh, <laughs> tricopter kit. Ah, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I got a Gowie 550 helicopter with all electronics, battery, everything carbon blades sitting on my bench he it's fantastic he hooked you up that's awesome he really did it has a genuine futaba 401 gyro and like it's all decked out it's got a metal head and everything it's fantastic sweet that's wow. gonna explode be careful yeah, I was just <laughs> gonna gonna say. Say. oh my gosh yeah that thing the raptor that we I got mm-hmm. uh for flight test yeah and i did some fpv flying with it right. it was that was uh, yeah, but then you had some gyro issue mm-hmm. and that thing would just all of a sudden just lose its tail and it, it tried to kill me twice. And I just hang last time. I just hung it on a wall and just never touched it again. Yes. It was super scary. Yep. I agree. Them uh, helicopters just scare the daylights out. I don't mind the little or one. Like four scare the heck out of me. <laughs> they should. <laughs> Anytime you talk bad about a gyro helicopter, yeah. oh man, here. I don't want to be around one Somebody ever just again. Drops. And guess what, Mike? This one's getting all fixed up for me, buddy. It'll be the second flight. We're gonna put your name on the oh side of it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> going to get my plexiglass oh, window. That's right. Put a little Sasquatch inside of it, yeah. right? That's what we do. Okay, sorry, Chris. I didn't, didn't no. mean to derail you. No, 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 no. That's good. That's funny. Yeah, that one's got your name on for sure, Mike. We're coming after you for that. Hmm. I'll send the cub your way. <laughs> yeah, you probably would with the with the twenty dollar twenty dollar stick of dynamite. That'll in show it. that gyrocopter operator's yeah. thing or two. 
<laughs> oh, we can make some serious videos. If I knew how to put video stuff together. Oh, my gosh. You sure you don't want to come over, David, yeah. and help coordinate oh, uh, a need guy that. in a Bigfoot suit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that would be fun, though. Oh, my gosh. I just wanted to touch real quick. This was... Gyrocopter uh, versus Cub. Yeah, there we go. We might do... Oh, we got so many ideas. What to do. Uh, this was from an email I got. Uh, how do you say J-I-M-E? Is that Jimmy and a different somewhere Jimmy? else? J-I-M-E? I will say Jimmy. Anyway, he sent a good email about drones, and I thought this was pretty good, and I just wanted to share it. And... It starts off, uh, give a dog a drone. It says, Chihuahua missing for five days is found in an abandoned mine after villagers fund eye in the sky. So the story goes kind of like this. A Chihuahua. Now, think first of all, you got to think of a Chihuahua, how little that thing is. like littler than cats. You know, I mean, your odds of finding it alive, one, is probably minimal because something's probably going to eat it, you know. Uh, So... (laughs) <laughs> I hate to say that, but I got a little dog, and I, yeah. I've seen the hawk sometimes hawks, when that buzzards. little dog's out on the leash <laughs> circling around my house. I'll go up. Time to go in. They could pick them up. So oh, quickly. yeah. Okay, so here we got a chihuahua missing for five days, has been discovered in an abandoned mine after villagers raised more than $1,200 to fund a drone to help find her. A give-a-dog-a-drone hunt was launched to track down a five-year-old Oh, five-year-old Cherry after she disappeared on Mindred James near Albertiri in South Wales. The drone, which was later supplied by Free from a local firm that came forward, used a thermal imaging camera. That's probably the only way you're going to really find a chihuahua. Used a thermal imaging camera to spot the dog's body heat and found her trapped in an old mining tunnel. Cherry's owner, uh, Katinka... 27 said, it is absolutely amazing. It was overwhelming. I just want to say thank you as we could have never found Cherry without the community. And I'm so touched by everybody's help. The animal care assistant added, my dad was out with her walking up into the mountains early evenings, throwing sticks for her when she just disappeared and didn't know where she went. And they got a picture of uh, the dog where they found her with the drone. That's a pretty crazy story. Yeah, there. it's like That's how do you how do you cool. decipher that dog from other animals? But even with the thermal camera yeah. in, the, in the wilderness like that, that well, I a, would that say that had to be a real spectacular feat that they pulled off there. I would think. I, I'm just going to say roughly though, if you find an animal out in the wild like that, they're going to be moving around. And if she was trapped or something or wasn't moving much, and they they locked onto that. You know what I mean? I think it'd be tough, personally. You think? Yeah, because raccoon. I mean, there's all possums are out, skunks. But that's going to show up bigger on the thermal camera. I, I mean, think. that's what I'm saying. You know, you're going to oh. see all these things, and you're going to have to decipher what you're actually. Oh wow. Yeah. What you're looking for? I don't know how they did that. That's pretty cool, though. But I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good story. All right, I got another one here. This one isn't. I'm not too excited. Of course, excited I have whales. About. I don't know what kind of animals they have there. I'm thinking more our area. Maybe they don't have. <laughs> the animals in that area oh, where sure they, they were do. Oop, oop. Oh, come on, phone. Come on, phone. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say to you, David. And I don't know how this is going to go. Again, I like DJI and everything. But if anybody here or seen or heard much about the new DJI Spark? Yep. Yes. I just don't. You know, Lily is gone and went, you know, and of course you have the unique breeze, 
Now DJI is pulling out this spark, and I just don't know what to think. I seen it. It looks like Describe it has a gimbal. Describe it to people that don't know it. It's going to be it's a follow a, me drone, isn't it? Yeah, kind. It's going to be a very. They're they're calling it a fifteen centimeter selfie slash racing drone. But they obviously they state right in here it's more of a selfie drone than racing. Um, let's see if I can get. I don't know if I can get any specs on it. Uh, it's slightly larger than the Unique Breeze. But they've been calling it. Uh, they haven't been selling it too well otherwise. Uh, unlike the Breeze, the DJI Spark seems to have a gimbal. Mavic's small packing skills will be leveraged. It it won't fold at this size, but it shouldn't need to. Looks like it at least has downward-facing sensors to help with landing, but nothing pointing in any other direction to stop it hitting things. Next question will be release date. Going by previous rumors and photo releases, about two months uh, they reckon. I also think it should be sub three hundred dollars and in the shops for mid northern hemisphere by the summer. So it's smaller than the Mavic Pro, kind of like a selfie drone. I don't think it, obviously it's going to have any kind of controller. It's going to be like use your phone, you know, just like you can do with the Mavic. It actually kind of looks a little bit like a, a, a scaled down Mavic. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. I just wonder what the battery life is on it. I mean, how far is it going to follow you or whatever? You know, how long? I mean. Yeah. Is it going to have the follow me functions or, you know, how's it? Because they're saying it's just selfie. Oh. More or less. They're calling it selfie slash racing drone. Yeah. But that's always what I always wonder with follow the follow me type drones battery life. I mean, they show these people like riding and stuff. I'm like not looking back at all i'm like when the battery dies <laughs> you gotta kind of keep your eye on it you think. <laughs> where'd you go exactly yeah, but I it's mean, probably gonna use it probably can fit the battery from from the the mavic i mean that's a pretty small battery to begin with yeah might i mean yeah. that's 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 you know you're getting down to the point that you know now that the, your, your chassis is basically supporting the the battery and your 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 onboard processor and it doesn't look like it's got a huge amount of sensor suites on it like it's got the downward angle stuff for altitude control mm-hmm. and your GPS lock so um, you know it it, it kind of looks like um, you know some of the early days early day quads to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm just shocked that DJI would kind of go this route a little bit. But part of me, don't get me wrong, I like DJI and obviously you have their products. But it almost seems to me is anytime a company has something or they come out and maybe starts to get a little traction. Andre shaking his traction head, Gets yep. a little traction. DJI, DJI says, okay, fine. We'll hit that market. We're going to throw something in that too and just shut you down. You know what I mean? Dominate yeah. the market. It's not like they don't have the money and the funds to do it. So Unique has the breeze. And, man, they were really, really pushing that breeze for quite a while. I really haven't heard much about it now, but they were really pushing that aspect. So here comes DJI. Hey, guys, yeah. here's the you like yeah, but, the breeze? Check this out. But, well, but look, you know, they take a page from the GoPro stuff, right? I mean, GoPro didn't attack the market they just kind of stuck along and look look what's happening to them where where dgi is being they're being defensive of their market because they know they can only anticipate so many sales per year um you know because you know you buy your three well you're not going to buy a four pro right away you're going to you're going to get the mileage out of your three first so they know you know they'll win you over as a customer but they also have to be quite aware that yeah, they got to keep that customer base coming back and refreshing because they are funding their R and D. So, 
but at least you know i i guess yeah they're 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 i'm sure they've they've noticed you know what happens if they don't stay uh ahead of the market so that's my thought anyhow yeah this drone is not aimed towards us well yeah for sure they're broadening even more right well i mean they they Maybe this has been in their gameplay all along, but they didn't have the tech. Maybe. Right? So now they've got, look at the tech suite that came out on on the Mavic. You know, they've been able to make everything smaller. The sensors are better and everything is getting better and better. So now they go, okay, we can put out, you know, because they're probably hugely aware of if they screw this up, it's bad for them. It's bad press. It's bad blood and everything. So, you know, they're probably holding back and going, okay, we we now have enough of a technical uh, logical envelope to cover us and we can make this product. We can make it work and work properly and we don't have to recall it, right? We have proven features we can put on it and just stick with that. Yeah. Yeah, you got a good point. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I was just a little shocked to see see him. Yeah, like exactly. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it could be an April Fool's joke. (laughs) Well, it it went out on the 27th. Uh, If they did, it was a little early. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They used a different battery. They use a different battery. Yeah, it looks like it only has. I'm. I'm. I put up a link on the on the chat. Anyhow, it looks like it just uses a two-axis gimbal, which makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you're just going to do a little motion and everything with this thing. Um, well, we'll see. Apparently, it has its own little 2.4 remote and everything. So, we'll see when it comes yeah. out. Hey, DJI, yeah. we like you. Send one our way for a review. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. While we're on the subject of DJI, this is something I really don't want coming and and this makes me want to hold on to my piece (laughs) i don't know what's going to happen down the road andre but i hope it isn't going to be like the karma drone where one day they sent out a little signal and zap my my p3 professional drone just goes bye-bye you know what i mean that worries me just a little bit i don't know if it'll ever happen anyway on the same day on march 27th um dji the world's leading maker of unmanned aircraft system monday proposed an electric identification framework for UAS that would allow authorities in the United States to identify drone owners when necessary while also respecting their privacy. That scares me. Think about what I just said. You're out flying your drone. They're hitting you with something to identify you. Well, it'd be just like having a a transponder Mm -hmm. in an aircraft. You know, it would show yeah. up on the authorities are going to have something. They're like, oh, let's see. We Chris got is flying four, over here. four drones over here flying at the park. Mm, let's see who it is and what they're doing. You know what I mean? So I'll talk a little more. Yeah, here. How do you maintain privacy when they're identified? That's well, what I don't get. <laughs> supposedly, yeah. though, it's not for everybody or they're not, you know, like the average person is not going to be able hmm. to get this information. It's going to be for, you know, law enforcement or the FAA or what, whoever, you know. Okay. So here's what we got. It says, DJI understands accountability, accountability is a key part of responsible drone use. And we have outlined the proposal that balances the privacy of drone operators and the legitimate concerns authorities have about some drone operations. And that was from uh, Brendan Schulman. This is another example of how the UAS industry is innovating solutions to emerging concerns, and we look forward to working with other stakeholders on how to implement the best possible system. Last year, the United States Congress directed the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration to develop approaches to remotely identifying the operators and owners of unmanned aircraft and set deadlines for doing so over the next two years. 
DJI has outlined a concept in which each drone would transmit its location as well as a registration number oh. or similar identification code using inexpensive radio equipment that is already on board. Many drones today that could be adopted by all manufacturers. Anyone with a proper receiver could obtain those transmissions from the drone, but only law enforcement officials or aviation regulators right. would be able to use the registration number to identify the registered owner. This system would be similar to the automotive license plates, which would allow anyone to identify a nearby vehicle that they believe is operating improperly, but which can only be traced to their owner and, and operator by authorities. The best solution is usually the simplest, DJI wrote in a white paper on the topic, which can be downloaded, and we got a link we can put up. The focus of this primary method for remote identification should be on a way for anyone concerned about a drone flight in close proximity to report an identifier number to authorities, which would have the tools to investigate the complaint without infringing on uh, operator privacy. DJI believes a remote transmission system is preferable to a network that attempts to track or record the location of all drones in real time, which would be far more complex to develop and would expose a confidential confidential information of the drone users. And it goes on and on and on. So they're looking for ways to enforce things more. Oh, for sure. Um, DJI proposed system for the United States would also protect the privacy of safe and responsible drone pilot pilots and would prevent professional drone operators from having to share, pri pri um, share information about the location and the nature of their flights. Given that some drones have been targeted by gunfire and some drone pilots have been threatened with assault despite flying legally. DJI believes it is a prudent to allow individual droners to avoid disclosing their identities to the general public. And this goes on and on and on and on. We could, but well, they're going to sell it as the positive things, but I see a lot of negative things that they don't point out personally. What's I mean? Do the positives outweigh the negatives in your mind? All right, on that? I, I'm going to go back to the general aviation thing a little bit and this is what really kind of blows my mind here we are flying a small little drone that we already have to register our whole life and and have a number on our uh drone okay two to do anything you know to make any money or make it legal you got to go spend more money and take a big test you know to become legal when you can go out and buy an ultralight or a paraglider or any of these small aircraft and go out and not even have a pilot's license or be registered and, and go do anything you want. So you could go get a small little ultra-light aircraft that has no instrumentation, basically, and no transport or whatever, and go out and fly all around you want. So and then you're telling me that I have this little drone, and when every time I fly, somebody's going to be able to track me and see exactly where I'm at and what I'm doing? I have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. then you go to sell something that, that's trackable like that with all your information. And so how is that going to work? Anybody yeah. got any ideas? I think they're or? more scared of the numbers. You know, when you had talk ultralight, there's not the numbers that these drones. I think they they see all the the sky filled with these things. I think that scares them more than an ultralight. Is why they're trying to. Well, do let's this let's go get our ultralights then. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. That's all I can think of. That's yeah. why they want accountability because yeah. of the huge numbers that could be in the skies down the road, as opposed to an ultralight. <laughs> And, 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 you know, it's like, well, if, if this manufacturer does it and this manufacturer doesn't do it, then everybody's yeah. just going to jump ship to the other manufacturer, yep. right? And just mm -hmm. run with it, you know, and 
what's to stop you from disabling this this transmission module you know True. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting what they say. They don't want to do a, a you know a real time monitoring system because guess what? That's a satellite. This, that's a satellite network. There's no way they can do it from ground based technology. You know. As far as the transponder stuff, real time. Well, yeah, real time. They're you know like they're tra- they're talking their alternative. So so some some agent has to have a Wi-Fi receiver on his vehicle to pick up your ID number, and then mm-hmm. you know then has to go into a database and figure out who you are, right? Yeah. But, uh, the premise comes back to you know don't you know fly safe, don't do anything silly. But like you said, what happens if you turn around and sell your drone, mm-hmm. you know your Phantom Three that's got this you know and they're monitoring and and. You know, the guy goes off, the, the new owner does goes off and does it, something, and the system hasn't been updated. You know, next thing you know, knock on your door, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it is fascinating that they're, they're talking about it. Uh, a little disturbing, but like, yeah, it's, you know, right to privacy. But then again, you know, look, look what we're going through up here, right? You know, mm-hmm. stick your name, number, and address, and, you know, do you want my, you know, BMI and, and, and you I know, know, my like height I, and weight and my, my fire, eye color as well? I own firearms and I don't have all this. <laughs> technology yeah. following yeah. my firearms for crying out loud. Nice. David, give us some thoughts on this. Hello? <laughs> we might have lost him. Did we, we lose I David? I haven't heard from him for a oh, while. Sorry, I fell asleep. Oh. No, uh, I was on mute. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm just sighing here. I know. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I just get so tired of this, like in general. But yeah, I do understand from the government's point of view why they want this and uh, i understand that the public would be more or less on the side because of all the media stuff the negatives with drones so if you would ask anyone on the street and they're not an rc pilot they would probably say oh this is a great idea so the chances of fighting it is close to zero i think absolutely you know, I, I was just so actually just, shocked to hear that they were even kind of proposing something like this. I thought we were maybe on the downswing of things getting better, and then I heard this. I'm like, well, this now who posted this, or where did you? This come was across? on DJI's. Um, they posted this, this information. DJI's proposal. Yeah. yeah, but you think that would kill their sales, roughly? You would think. Like you were saying, there's going to be competitors out there that don't do this, or maybe, yeah, but, but you're what, saying they're requiring it for all everyone. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't buy a Karma. Well, yeah, that, that's true. Um, well, if they had all the limit, if DGI has all the limitations they're they're putting out there, I would. <laughs> I'd make it work, you know. I don't need all these limitations anymore. It's kind of crazy. But I mean, if the restrictions, the, the government makes this a requirement, they have no choice. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know what you do? You retire it. And you we we carry on and we we do something else. We don't fly them anymore because it's like, well, it's. Pointless, you know. Yeah, just too many uh, yeah. restrictions. It gets overwhelming. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, I said the other day, I went in when I was checking out my machine and I've set my altitude limit and my, my maximum distance limit. So if anything ever happened and it was called into question, I can go, here are my logs. You know, I've, I've flown within, except for that damn squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so you went in, what, <laughs> that butterfly. Set, oh yeah. my gosh. 
So you yeah, went and set your limits for what? Uh, 900 I feet? I set my and... maximum altitude to 90 meters. To 90 meters, yeah. So so I can, you know, and, and then my, my maximum away distance to 500 meters. So, you know, I was all excited about trying to upgrade the remote to, with the, that long range uh-huh. antenna. I don't need it now. No. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I can still, in that box, I can still go around. I can still, the question is, you know that beautiful shot I was getting of the, uh, the old rundown deserted farmhouse? Yeah. Can I get it? Can I can I fly within seventy five meters of that, or is that considered a structure? And I'm breaking a law if I get too close to it. Oh my gosh! <sighs> fun times. Fun times. Like yeah, like... it's an old it's an old farmhouse. It's just it's dilapidated. The roof has fallen into it and everything, right? But it's but a structure. It a structure. So I'm like, oh man. So anyhow. Poor Dave's playing with tanks, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know, we be might be doing that. We're all going to be yeah. get into the we're tank be, business. We're all going to be here. My sailboats oh, and my trucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, sickening. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, we got our UMXs. I'll bring. I tell you what, for this, in May, I'll just bring UMXs, Chris. I'll just bring a bunch of little little UMX, and we'll fly around with the P40. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, we are going to have lots of fun. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I got my DLG all yes. set up and going. Nice. Oh. Hey, and mine, hey, 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 my, my yeah. Mountain Hobby DL50 is under 250 grams. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just, but, uh, yeah, that's another thing I'm looking forward to getting back out to. Because, man, that's a great, that's a fantastic stress release. So, yeah. which one do you got again? Um, it's a hodgepodge of things. Okay. Um, it's right, a, the wings. Uh, the the wings are from a blaster two. Um, on this particular one, because I got, I got some really cheap. I bought two wings because they were damaged in shipment. Like yeah, yeah. it was like a crinkle at one corner. I'm like that's gonna happen the f- first flight. For most people, yeah. <laughs> because it's a hollow wing, I don't like that usually, but um, yeah. it works pretty good. Let's not, I'm not, I'm not crashing that much anymore. Uh, not with this one, at least. <laughs> and the fuselage is from a a friend of mine that makes DLGs. So he had one laying around. It's all nice carbon fiber, sleek in that, and flies fantastic. Sweet, it's nice and light. It's actually. Probably under 250 grams as well. Nice. Wow. Have you ever DLG'd in a group? I've always wondered about yeah. that. Oh my gosh, I've been, I've done that's competition. W- that's way more fun with more people. Mm-hmm. Way more yeah. fun. It's, oh you my gosh, you have to try around it. dizzy and try not to fly into each other. <laughs> well, no, no, you I have. Mean, go ahead, dude. Um, so if you just fly with friends, then just um, toss in one direction each if you want to. Like or one after yeah. the other, but in a competition you're uh, usually six or eight people at the same time. You have a box that you stand in. I don't remember the size of the box; pretty big. Uh, you have a spotter uh, which has a stopwatch, and everyone stands there in each corner, and they they have a designated direction that they have to throw, and it goes three, two, one, and you throw it. Everyone throws it, and there's different tasks, a multitude of different tasks. So one is all up, last down. That's a pretty straightforward mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah, the last one that lands wins. And then you have 
what's called uh, the first one is uh, I'll skip that. Uh, one of the most funny, uh, the funnier ones are the Joker, because every task other than all up, last down has a time limit of ten minutes. Uh, so every set of things is 10 minutes. The person that wins gets 1,000 points, and the uh, succession down is a percentage of those 1,000 points. Uh, so the joker is you have to say how much you're going to fly, and you have to fly exactly that. Like, I, I'm going to do one three-minute, one two-minute, one five-minute in this time. Or like, um, or actually you say a little bit less because you need time to land and throw it. Uh, and then you have to do that. And the person that, if you're really um, confident, then you can say one 10-minute flight, for instance. But you get zero if you land outside the box. And you get zero if you land outside your time limit. That would be hard. Really hard. Uh, it is, I, I, yeah. Uh, it is I'm happy with the gosh. I'm happy with 30 seconds, man. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say, oh, I mean, it's fantastic. It looks like birds. Like, and you, the, you have your spotter. He's as important as you easily. And he just stands there and watches other, other people flying and like, Oh, there's some, mm-hmm. there's a, there. yeah, there's a bubble over there. It's semi strong. If you go out and because you have to commit, that's the best part. Like, okay. I don't know if I can make it back unless I get, the lift I think mm-hmm. there is in that bubble. So you just have to go for it. And usually <laughs> it's windy. So they just, you're like, oh, I can't see it anymore. I have to get back. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm. <laughs> Take the stress right out of the hobby there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so much fun. And Andre, what I was going to say is think about, uh, I think it was a 2015 flight fast when we whip all it. had the, the whippets. Yeah. How much yeah. fun, but you know, we were a little kind of limited with, with the whippets and we just did, yeah. you just did the longest up down you know and then down well all up all, last all, one yeah, down which which is great that's what I like to do but it got combat. to the point where we were we were all flying them so good we were it was dependent on who got the best throw yeah well, it just got to the point we were throwing them poor little things so hard we started you know stress fracturing them all out but it, you know if you have a real DLG or something you know and you get a couple guys that is a lot of fun or like Dave said a lot of times when Wayne are going like I'll kind of go on one side he'll go on a different side and we'll just keep throwing and when somebody finds something boom you you know you commit oh, to it yeah it's yeah. kind of like flying the radiance but more obviously closer to the ground and it's definitely more challenging because you don't have any kind of motor and you're really really hunting around and looking for anything remotely yeah it's a lot more aggressive yeah than just flying a radiant that's a little yeah. bit more relaxing right this is uh, more try to survive yeah okay. exactly but See, it's, I, I haven't hit a thermo with mine yet Ah, oh, it's gonna be good. Get it. The crazy thing so is so cool because you threw it. Like there's no motor. Yeah, you, no, you yeah, just yeah, threw yeah, it, yeah. and then you just took things from Mother Nature to make you go up. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. And it's so much more gratifying when you catch that little throw. You're like, I don't care if you go ten feet up or whatever. You're like, oh my gosh, I got some. Oh, you know, and you're trying to hang on to yep. it, and you're trying to keep it in the, you know, through in the through the circle. In the oh, it's just awesome. And the thing with All the right. DLGs when. You know, it's awesome when you catch a thermal with a radian. When you catch a thermal with a DLG, oh my gosh, them things just it goes rocket. Fast. Yeah. Now, do you have a whippet, right? I have a whippet. Yeah. I may have to look at those at the Toledo show. Look behind I should be you. Making a notes. Right there. 
It's on the ground, yep. along with the elf. I can't wait to get the elf out again this <laughs> spring. Didn't get much flying uh, last year at all, but I got to get Looks back. Like you need uh, some horizontal stabilizer. Yeah, it needs a little glue. It's a little broke, but <laughs> for anybody that is looking to get into DLGs, though, and really don't want to spend the money, maybe a couple of your friends, go buy a, a Horizon Hobby Sells a Whippet. That thing is so much fun. I don't know what the price is. I think it's around 70 bucks. Just needs a little glue on there, Mike. And it'll give you just a little introductory of what, you know, a DLG is and how it works. And with a couple guys, it is so much fun. So much fun. Huh. Yeah. So. And also, you have a great slope sore for when you go to the beach. That's true. And you can just, any small dune, you could just sit there yeah, all day. Yeah, I've seen that. And it is a pretty darn good workout because until you yep. really learn how to throw it and, and move your body and use your whole body, you're going to be sore for a while. Ugh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but it's that fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that's about it for us. We're past our two-hour mark. I'm winding down. My coffee's wearing out. My At least my stress level has gone down a little bit. Um, but I hope you enjoyed the show. And I really hope to get that exclusive on the tanks footage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's mind. do Keep that. I like that idea. I do, too. Um, so I think we're uh, going to get out of here a little bit. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. We hope we can keep this thing going. Um, again, thank you, David and RCExplorer.se for yes, helping us so out. Much. Um, if anybody listens to the show, if you got a company or want to sponsor us or help us out, hit us up on our email. Um, we'll see what we can do, work on some dis- discount codes or whatever. And again, our email is rcafterhourspodcast at gmail.com. We thank you again. We hope to keep this single. And again, let us know what you think. We want your ideas, thoughts, concerns, whatever. So other yeah, than that, questions and things questions. on the Facebook page. Yes. And uh, yes. we'll try to keep this thing going as long as we can and Sounds have some good. more fun. Sounds All right. Good. All right. See you guys See later. You guys. Bye. Bye.